Through the years, we're continually told that we evolved from apes. Although we've seen drawings and models of ape-men-like creatures, not one fossil has been found connecting humans with animals. Stay tuned. It wasn't human-like, but it was just almost exactly the same as an orangutan, a modern name. This is Science, Scripture, and Salvation, a Creation Radio Journal. I'm Chris O'Brien with the Institute for Creation Research. It's amazing how, at times, evolutionary scientists will dig up part of a skull, a jawbone, or a tooth, then construct some sort of ape-man out of it, then use it to proclaim evolution between animals and people as fact. However, the evolution of man from apes, or from any other creature for that matter, just isn't true. Join us for the next 15 minutes as we discuss some of the more popular fossils that conventional scientists have pointed to as proof for human evolution. As we study these examples, we'll see why, as Psalm 118, verse 8 puts it, it is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. Whole skeleton deposits of ancient animals and people are a rare find. Most of the time, scientists only find bone fragments and pieces. Dr. Tom Hoyle, director of Bible and Science Ministries in Tacoma, Washington, says trying to fit all the pieces together is like working on a jigsaw puzzle. Almost everybody has tried to put together a jigsaw puzzle, and almost everybody knows it can be very frustrating. When you try to work on a jigsaw puzzle, you may encounter one or more of three different problems. First of all, missing pieces. Many of us have spent many, many hours, perhaps, assembling a gigantic jigsaw puzzle only to find out there are missing pieces, which can be very heartbreaking. Well, the same situation occurs very oftentimes among our evolutionary friends. Thus, the problem in trying to prove human evolution is that scientists only have very few pieces of the fossil puzzle to begin with. Or in the case of the famous Nebraska man discovery, one tooth. There's a 1922 discovery of Hesperopithecus, a so-called ape man that was reconstructed from nothing but a tooth. But what's more, the tooth was not a human tooth or an ape tooth, and of course it was not an ape man tooth, it was a tooth from an extinct pig. ICR Senior Vice President Dr. Dwayne Gish is author of the book Evolution, The Fossils Still Say No. He cites another example of missing puzzle pieces. This so-called ape-man, named Ramapithecus, was found in 1932. Evolutionists believe, of course, that uh, humans have evolved from an ape-like creature, so there'd be all kinds of intermediates in this course of this evolution, and they are searching for fossil evidence for the existence of these intermediates leading back to the ape-like ancestor. And from time to time, they claim they have found evidence for the existence of these intermediates. One of these intermediates, for example, was the so-called Ramapithecus, fossils found in India. And uh, early in this history of Ramapithecus, all they had of this creature was a few pieces of the jaw and a few teeth, and that's all. But how could jaw fragments and teeth add up to human evolution? Elvin Simons and others had believed that putting these together, they formed the shape that's similar to that of the human jaw, and rather than that of the ape jaw. And so they claimed that this creature was transitional between apes and humans, and he was a human ancestor. So, whatever became of Ramapithecus? Well, since that time, they found considerable additional material of the 
skull and the jaw and so forth and so on. And when they compared that to a modern ape, the orangutan was essentially identical. It wasn't human-like, as they had suggested, but it was just almost exactly the same as an orangutan, a modern ape. And so they concluded that they had made a mistake. They said uh, uh, we were misled by our preconceived ideas, and actually Ramapithecus was essentially the same as a modern ape, rather than the ancestor of the humans. The first problem in this human evolution jigsaw puzzle is missing pieces, or rather, very few existing pieces. Dr. Hoyle explains the second problem. Besides missing pieces, there's also the issue of mixed-up pieces. And, of course, anybody who's assembled a jigsaw puzzle knows how difficult it can be putting together that puzzle because of all the mixed-up pieces. Well, we certainly have a similar situation in evolutionary circles. ICR biologist Dr. Gary Parker tells of a shattered skull found in Africa by Louis Leakey in 1959. As they put the skull together... They wound up with a skull that had a huge crest down the top of the skull, a so-called sagittal crest. That's a bony ridge, which human beings don't have. Big apes have them, like gorillas, because it's an attachment for huge muscles that operate the huge jaws. (laughs) And so they had this uh, big ridge down the middle of the skull, great big jaws. And so the popular name for this guy was Nutcracker Man. You know, he could bite into and spit out coconuts, it looked like. What Lewis Leakey discovered with Nutcracker Man led scientists to believe the creature was part human. He found tools in that same stratum. And so the evolutionary logic went like this. Ape skull plus tools equal tool using ape equal ape man. (laughs) That was good enough for National Geographic. in the news media, and so they became famous for this. Was evidence ever discovered to counter the claim of Nutcracker Man as a transitional form? Thirteen years after that discovery, uh, Louis Leakey's son, Richard, who became even more famous, found what he called, quote, bones virtually indistinguishable from those of modern man below the level where his father had found Nutcracker Man. It now appears that those tools were used on the owner of that skull rather than by the owner of that skull. (laughs) So he couldn't possibly be our ancestor because human beings were already in the area first. And that's a real common problem for evolution is the deeper you dig, the more you find evidence of human beings even before so-called ape men. Along with missing and mixed-up pieces in this evolutionary puzzle of ape-to-human transitional forms, Dr. Hoyle says there's also misunderstood pieces. When somebody digs up a funny-looking skull, it's not that they have found some kind of proof of evolution. It's not that they have found some kind of ape-man. They have simply found a funny-looking skull. And while it may be often difficult for scientists to determine exactly what they've found, Sometimes bones are selectively misunderstood. Dr. Parker explains. A few years ago, Richard Leakey's team found bones so well preserved that they could tell not only that the bones belonged to a boy, but that the boy was about 12 years old. The little cartilage plate at the end of the long bones can give you a pretty good scientific idea of age. And so it looked like a 12-year-old boy who was also already five foot six. His uh, cranial capacity, brain volume, was already completely in the human range. 
there was no reason to think of this particular skeleton as anything but the fossilized remains of a human being, except what? It was found too deep for evolutionists. They didn't want to call it Homo sapiens, a scientific name for man, because that would put modern man before his so-called ancestors. So they called the specimen Homo erectus. Professor Marvin Lubinow is author of the book Bones of Contention. He says the most popular so-called transitional form between primates and people is the Australopithecine, or southern ape, called Lucy. This misunderstood fossil was discovered in 1974. When Don Johansson found her in East Africa, of course the popular press picks this up and just blows it out of all proportion. It turns out now that Lucy is, uh, by some being moved out of this position as the transitional form. But I would say the majority of evolutionists still believe that she is the missing link. So just why is Lucy so popular among most evolutionists? The greatest single problem that evolutionists have in the evolution of humans is the upright posture, the bipedal locomotion. And so they've got to overcome this problem. And Lucy is the best candidate they have right now. But it is controversial. And I might add that even if she did walk upright, the evidence is that she wouldn't have walked upright as we do. Many apes stand upright while feeding, but are not able to walk upright but a few steps and only very clumsily. However, there's evidence that Lucy did not walk upright. And some evolutionary scientists have serious doubts about whether Lucy and the other Australopithecines have any connection to the human race. Dr. Gish. Dr. Charles Oxnard, a, a very well-known uh, anatomist who was at the University of Southern California for a number of years, director of their graduate program there, now is at the University of Western Australia. Dr. Oxnard is an evolutionist, but he has studied very carefully the foot bones, the leg bones, and knee joints, and the pelvis of these creatures. He concluded that Lucy did not walk upright. She was not intermediate between ape and man, and she certainly was not a human ancestor. And that would apply to all of the Australopithecines. Every fossil we've examined today that's been declared at one time or another as proof for human evolution has been shown to be wrong. So why do evolutionists hold so strongly to the concept of transitional human forms? Professor Lubinow. They're very sincere. They thoroughly believe it. As the Word of God says, that the unsaved mind is blind. It isn't that he uh, doesn't see it, he can't see it, because he has closed his mind to the Lord Jesus Christ. And so they have no place else to go. And the history of science is that they always hold on to a bad theory until they have something else to replace it. And in their thinking, a bad theory that is naturalistic is much better than any theory that involves God. In fact, the purpose of evolution is to erase God from everything possible. All of evolution was originally designed by Darwin to take God out of science and out of nature and out of the universe. His desire was to un-God the universe. The account of the evolution of humans is a direct denial of the fact that we were created in God's image. 
And to believe in this is to deny what God has said and to accept the word of man. Nothing could be more serious or more tragic than to take the word of man, which changes all the time, instead of accepting the eternal and inspired word of God. That God created us and he's designed a salvation for us through the Lord, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ who died for us that we can become his children as we accept Christ as our Savior. That's the greatest event that can ever happen in our lives and the invitation is open to all. God made salvation available to every one of us bar none. No matter what our sins have been no matter what our denial of him has been in the past if we come to the Lord Jesus Christ, God will receive us and forgive us. As our program comes to a close, we hope that you've been encouraged. It's our desire at ICR to show that the Bible can be trusted, both historically and scientifically, and to give facts that will build your faith. As Christians, we need to understand the scientific basis for our beliefs. We pray that this program will aid you in your discovery of science and the Bible. You know, most people aren't aware that today there are thousands of scientists that are convinced of the truth of biblical creation and not evolution. Our non-denominational ministry aims to restore and strengthen the Genesis foundations of the Christian faith. If you've enjoyed today's edition of Science, Scripture, and Salvation, a Creation Radio Journal, why not visit us on the web to find out more about the work of ICR. The address is www.icr.org. Again, www.icr.org. Science, Scripture, and Salvation, a Creation Radio Journal, is a production of ICR. For the Institute for Creation Research, I'm Chris O'Brien. Thanks for tuning in.